Okay, Jam. Not you don't have to. Okay. Uh oh. She upset that we were touching on her some of her kinks. Nope. Nope. Everything's fine. Nope. <laughs> Wait, did I Ready? say something? Rob's right. right. <laughs> I don't like doing this out loud. Rob's, Rob's right. right. Rob's right. right. All right, here we go. She's right there over your shoulder. It's very, it's menacing. Can she hear us? Jenny, blink if you can on. hear me. Jenny, blink twice. Blink twice if you. <laughs> Jenny, take your shirt off if you can hear us. Aaron, Aaron that is inappropriate. <laughs> I was trying to get a rise out of Rob. <laughs> on four. Are you ready, Rob? Here we go. One, two, three, four. All right. Here we go. Let's do this to this and everybody's fine. All right. Here we go. In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music excoriated the order and led us to making this podcast. That delay, it's bad. Ooh, that's nice. I gotta get my internet looked at. I just gotta look at my internet. That's the problem. Get under the hood and see what's going on. Maybe if you got if, if you got a real gong in that small living room of yours, Rob, you wouldn't forget if it was just like sitting in the living room right Did next I tell to you guys? Did I tell you guys I went down to my sister's place? This is our all-time early break, but I went down to my sister's <laughs> place. She was having slow internet the whole time. And there's nothing, you know, there's nothing more humiliating than when you're hosting somebody and they're like, oh, your internet's slow. And you're like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. I should be alive. You know what I mean? Like, so she, her internet's so slow and we're like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? We leave. And she goes, oh, guys, it turns out I had moved my gong in front of the router. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was like, what? Your gong was in front of the router? And she's like, yeah, I just moved the gong in front of the router. So there was no Wi-Fi signal in the house for when we were there. This feels, so you, this feels more egregious than me not mentioning my sister enough. You have never mentioned that your sister has a gong? Your sister, your sister has a gong. No, this is the first we're finding out it's, about it. She got a gong for the baby's bedroom. <laughs> she, she was showing us the baby's bedroom like over Zoom during the pandemic, okay? Or the panty, as I like to call it. Okay, those sweet, sweet panties. Get in those panties. You guys know what I'm talking about. So here's the thing is that she would, um, and now I'm going to transition back to my sister. Here's the thing is that she would show us over Zoom the baby room, right? Yeah. And so she still, she goes, well, you know, here's a little uh, changing table and here's a closet and here's the, oh, we got, a, you know, a nice little tent or whatever. I almost said TP Aaron, but I didn't say it. So good job for me. Uh, here's a nice little tent that's triangular in nature. And then, uh, and then, oh, here's the gong. And then here's the crib. And we were like, wait, no, 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 go back. Why did you get a gong for the baby's room? And why is this the first we've heard of it? I don't know. I, well, you can't hit it. It's in the baby's room. <laughs> wait, wait. I mean, there's the no gong? worse place for a gong. It's like, it's like she's trying to make a comedy movie. Of like me creeping in, sneaking, slipping, hitting the gong with my head. Everybody waking <laughs> oh, up. Oh, that's yeah, that's a, a real Adam Sandler. We're like four moment. minutes in. And oh. The funniest thing, I I can I I can see Jenny over Rob's microphone, right? Yeah. And she has not looked up once from the book no, she's no, reading no. out of all the stuff no. you've said in the last four minutes. How much stuff do you don't don't call it out, Rob? How many things? How many bad things do you have to say before she actually like looks up and says, "What the fuck are you guys talking about?" <laughs> There's a zero percent chance she's listening to anything I'm saying right now. Okay. <laughs> Do not worry about it. It's impressive focus. And things are fine. Things are fine. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We're all the way up to album 133. And from 1976, it's Hajira by Joni Mitchell. Now, I'm bummed. Hey, hey, things are fine. Do you mean like wine them, dine them, upside down? (laughs) Boys on top. 69 them. 69 them. 
yeah, legs that's why and everything coming at you. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's they listen. They, it's a tradition. Okay, it's, it's like a, Hank Williams said. It's family tradition. <laughs> uh, he's like, that's why I never sit in the back of a car. Uh, oh, my heart. Uh, I thought the album was named. It's a bummer. I thought this album was named Gojira. Gojira. And I thought we might get to see the scene where Godzilla finally meets and falls in love with Truckosaurus. Okay. <laughs> Listen, it was really hard to come up with something for Gojira. I'm not going to lie. That was one of your time. One of Rob's finally, family members just finally it, it wasn't all of them, but one of them. I guess did. it's good you didn't make any jokes about making a pilgrimage or, or something along those lines then. Uh, no, it's actually not the common Arabic spelling of it, so I don't acknowledge it. Uh, all right, let's listen to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. Now this will be impressive. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K- Oh, I just have to say this before we start. Listen, this parody song is a new low. Not only is this song not on the album, it's not even her version of the song. <laughs> I like the other version better. So guess what, everyone? Rob doesn't give a shit about the parody song anymore. Rob it's done, it okay? I guess Jody Mitchell had a problem with Spotify. It also had a problem with the cheap knockoff uh, karaoke <laughs> versions of her songs, too. What's up, everybody? It's like, Welcome take that K-Rob shit down. K-R-O-B. Today, I'm going to answer a question that no one has ever asked. Rob, why you write these parody songs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Time to prepare for another show. I need a parody song about the episode. What should I write about? Well, I don't know. Needs to be done today. Yep, gotta do it. I could rock about Russ and all his dates. I could sing about Aaron, his peculiar ways. And I haven't done a mad song in about 500 days. But they all seem cliche. Why do I write these parody songs? They're not very good and they take way too long. And now I resorted to a song about the song. It's oh, almost like it's I do it because I crave attention. Feels like an 80 sitcom theme song. That's even worse. I'm singing a needless second verse. Yes. Nobody Ooh, wants good. it, and here's what's perverse. It's my favorite part of the show. <laughs> Maybe I want to be funny. That's why I write these parodies. To the only part of the show where it's just me. This is my big the only part. solo. Oh, why do I write these parody songs? Yes. Lately, they've been pretty long. I think they're cool <laughs> funny. Well, that reminds me of someone. It's me. It's me. It's me. But you're just too lazy to look it up online. <laughs> if you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off. Get that falsetto at the end there. That's beautiful. <laughs> Whose version of the song is that? Is it Cher? Judy Collins. Judy Collins. I don't know. It's, a, it's a much better. more upbeat, much more. Because I was trying to do it to her karaoke and it was so hard because it was slow. And, you know, she has that weird. It's always hard. Joni Mitchell is one of the hardest to do parody songs for. It's almost impossible because her voice is so wild. We've talked about that, where she could take a run and just crush it. Yeah, listen, phrasing is crazy. Yeah, 
We're not just talking about Joni Mitchell. We're talking about the list. We are all the way up to 133, yes. closer and closer to ending the Sisyphean ordeal. And I've got three guys here who want to talk about Joni Mitchell and want to talk about this album and don't care what time we go to bed. It's not a big deal, okay? Who cares? Nobody cares anymore. I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Uh, good, Rob. You asked me to be patient with uh, doing this podcast tonight. Well, I failed. Let me just tell you. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Guys, the other day I was privately probing public rooms and peeking through keyholes and numbered doors. And let's just say it didn't help my Valentine's Day very much. So now I'm taking temporary lovers and all the pills and powders I need to get me through this passion play. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Russell, Put that. that on a card and sell it. <laughs> Jeez, this is going to be a great cocktail segment when that comes this up. This Joni Mitchell, she can really write a song. Okay? <laughs> you can quote me on Hey, Joni, you want to put that on the back of one of your albums? Feel free. Okay? <laughs> and I've got Aaron out in California. Now, Aaron, did you hear? Now, Aaron, did you hear? Now, we all know that California started as gold country, right? But did you hear about the new thing? There's a, a gender may binary. Started, may have started before that. And there may yeah, be some indigenous people who would. Oh, my God. Argue. You're doing the indigenous people thing to me. Don't even think about that. Yes. That is so rude. Yes. Why do they call Los Angeles? Why do they call San Diego? <laughs> Why is it San Francisco? Okay. <laughs> Fine. Okay. I'm a piece of trash. Okay. San Dang Diego. It. Whale's vagina. San Diego. So, <laughs> Whale's vagina. I'm listening to this. Please. Did you hear about the non-binary gold prospector? Uh, no, I, I didn't hear that. There's gold what? in them there hills. Them there hills. Ooh, I like that. That's, That's nice a simple. good one. I like that. Everybody, I like you that. think when you? It's one of those fun jokes where when you tell it, everybody goes, "Oh Jesus Christ! I can't believe I've talked to this guy at this party." And then when I say it, there's, it's not so much a laugh as just a release of tension. So I hope you guys enjoyed that one. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yes. Listen, let's get hey, right wait, into I the... I introduce myself. The people aren't going to know who oh, I am when I talk. Oh, God, Aaron. I'm sorry. Aaron, what's up? I'm just here to get high on travel and drunk on alcohol. Let's talk about Joni Mitchell. Nice. Hajira. All right. Let's... Get away with words. Let's go to our voicemail. Hey, Rob, I thought we weren't supposed to talk about releasing tension while we were on camera. <laughs> On the back line, 802-277-BECK. <laughs> nice. That's 802-277-2325. Hey, Jenny still has not looked Guys, up. Just so we know. I can tell you, it's not going to happen. Jeff, here's a Jenny update. Is she alive? Do we have a yeah, weekend at Bernie situation no. going on back there? Hey, things are fine. Okay, things are fine. Uh, here's the deal. This is not a. Oh, what was that movie? <laughs> you think this is a? Uh, Do you think this is a weekend at Bernie situation that's going on behind me? <laughs> that she's just sitting there and I'm going to have to like move her mouth? Didn't I just say weekend at Bernie's? <laughs> Did you really? Yes. Okay, well, I might have a problem here. We might be in a big trouble. Let's get into the voice. <laughs> yeah. Hello, it's the cone. You remember oh, boy. the cone? The cone? The cone from the Robin Sam show. The cone. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, there's 30 seconds left. Long time listener, first time caller. This is so fun. Oh, look who I have with me. It's oh, hi, it's Shelly. I've been busy keeping track and folding Rob's clothes just like Matt's mother. Uh, I just fold his clothes. I followed him to New York. What is happening? So, 
<laughs> Thank you, uh, Cone and Shelly. Now that, of course, just picture a grown ass man. Whoever it is, of just, course. Just picture course. a grown ass man who's like forty two years old, sitting in his house. That's all I could do the that. whole time was picture him. He's got kids, <laughs> and he's they're doing this somewhere in his house. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> so that was a caller who used to call when I had a college radio show, and he would be various characters, uh, including, as I remember. The library slasher would often call up and just say that they were the library slasher. <laughs> I don't okay. so I don't want to derail the show, but I don't, I, you guys, this is a hole in my uh, St. Olaf College. You didn't listen my, to my under, college radio show? You uh, no, I listen, no, of course I listen to your radio show. My The hole in my understanding of St. Olaf College lore is I don't know what the cone is. I know nothing about oh, the cone. This no. comes up on our text chain all the time. It's I know nothing about stupid. it. So the cone was an orange traffic cone that people brought to the sporting events and then would yell through it, right? That's yeah. It. So Barry from uh, Burnsville and Pete from Ann Arbor. And so these guys would get half in the bag. What? And then they would just start yelling at everybody. <laughs> and particularly there was one guy from Concordia Moorhead who they would yell squeak to because oh, he was no. a really short, tiny, tiny guy playing second base. <laughs> oh, no. And they would yell through that cone, squeak! Squeak! And they would just yell at this guy. And it was the funniest thing in the world for Division Three baseball to have fans yelling through a cone. And it's usually just the two of them over on the side of the, <laughs> down the first baseline yelling. And then all of a yep. sudden they were doing like the scoreboard sometimes and stuff. So, so <laughs> yes. So that, that's Did, the cone. Okay. okay. Didn't they yell at a, a larger guy from St. Thomas? Weren't they calling him Grimace, the big guy from oh, the McDonald's no. characters, the McDonald's Muppets? Grimace? I can't remember half of the stuff. There. I could just picture... Pete from the world, his the smile on his face when he'd had a couple soda pops and was yelling through that cone, and it was hilarious. I, I just want you to picture now waking up and starting to drink at like ten, and then knowing you're going to go sit outside at a baseball game all day. First Sounds of all, amazing. it'd be the it's a great day. It'd be the greatest day I've had in like years. First great of all, <laughs> second of all, there is no way I would survive that. I would simply just fall asleep. I think forever. I think I would just fall asleep forever. Rip Van Winkle it up. I go to Oakland A's games, so I can, for $32, I can sit just as close. And like the last Oakland A's game I went to, a guy yelled to Alex Bregman because Bregman was, didn't get to a foul ball. Like this guy's an MVP level third baseman. He was like, Bregman, you're too slow. And like Bregman looked at him and laughed. Like there's only 12 of us sitting down at the third baseline. <laughs> so good. There, there's definitely a tipping point in life where you realize you can no longer do like the all day drinking thing. I don't know. I, I'm sure everyone's had it. You guys maybe had it years ago. I don't know when it happened for me, but. I definitely know I went to a gopher game this year and some people were tailgating and I got there and they're all having beers and everything. I'm like, I, I can't, I can't start drinking beer now. I'll, I'll never get through the day. And yeah. it was the first time where it dawned on me like, Oh, I'm not even attempting to, to participate in tailgating activities in the morning. My, my life at North Dakota has taught oh. me that oh, no. there's only one way to survive all this and that's light beer. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like you true. can drink a lot of light beer. <laughs> I thought you were going to say know, like, don't it's drink till call. four. I thought you were going to say like, don't drink till no. four. Yoga, lots I mean, of water. You know, I'm there's go the whole water thing. Drink, you can't drink. drink all day if you don't start in the morning, you yeah. know, and usually it's, it's the morning, the morning, morning before, th wow. you know, things like that. So, you know, so that's the, for me, that's the only way, Russell, if I have one Captain Coke, if I have one hazy IPA, if I have one thing other than some like four, two Coors light beer, I am screwed. So <laughs> that's about the only way. I can. So I've learned the hard way. Most parents learn the hard way when they've got like an 18 month old, it depends on yeah. them. And then they have to, yeah. they have to, you know, like you wake they up, have to babysit the kid all day. And 
you know, it's just absolute pure hell. Oh. You, then you don't do that the next time. Yeah. Kids no. and hangovers, no, no, no bueno. Guys, and that's an official Beck did a better stance. California before the prospectors. Kids and hangovers, <laughs> they are bad together. <laughs> we give that the Beck did a better seal of approval. Let's get into rolling going. You think there's any podcasts that are pro it's time to having little kids and being hung over? It's time for rolling. They are. Those are the same people that are still yelling at like college kids yeah. when they go to games. <laughs> yeah. Be the same people. Venn diagram crosses over. Uh, Rosie, rolling going. How's it going with you? It's going great. I got some music thoughts. I've got some St. Olaf College thoughts. I have some food thoughts. So I'm, I'm going to give you a few things tonight. Number one, I went back and listened to Supreme Clientele today. It's still great. And I honestly, I feel like Ghostface, what? I feel like Ghostface Killa and Joni Mitchell, I feel like spiritually they come from a similar place. So Ghostface fans out there, check out Supreme Clientele. It's from 2000. It's still good. Um, another on the music tip, um, I don't know how long it's going to be before we get to Linda Ronstadt, but it's honestly not soon enough. Um, we watched... Right. I think this kind of set the internet aflame. We watched season or episode three of The Last of Us, the new zombie show on yep. HBO. Yep. I might kind of be out on the, the show itself, but episode three is honestly one of the most beautiful 80 minutes of television possible. Linda Ronstadt figures prominently. It's so gorgeous. And, and, and finally, at the end of the episode, you get to hear her voice. And it's an absolute just killer moment. It's so wonderful. So I, I had it. Highly recommend. I highly recommend there's a Linda Ronstadt documentary, I think, on Netflix, which is excellent. If you want to hear just how like important Linda Ronstadt was and what a huge star she is, like it's, Gosh, it's the one to go it. to. Is there is, did she she wasn't part of it? She was always just Linda Ronstadt, wasn't she? She wasn't part of anything. She was any in like band a or anything? Trio with Emmy Lou Harris and somebody else, right? But that was more like a super group kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but that's later. And I could swear. There's only one album, and it's at 490. 490? Like a wheel. Oh, that's so yeah, many Yeah, and I swear now. the old list had like four albums, and one of them was like a top 100 album. But We've geez. discussed her once before. I believe I bought a Linda Ronstead album at the record store on one of my trips. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Man, she just rules. Like, I was just blown away when you finally get to hear her voice in this episode. She went to South Africa against the apartheid band too. So just in case anybody's getting too high on the horse there, she did that as well. So <laughs> okay. you know me, I like okay. to swoop in at the end and really make a good time. Next topic is I pounded some chicken today. I've never pounded chicken. And this was a really, I was really Flat excited. Out. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I felt really yeah. good about having, Even out the, the, yeah, it felt good. Yeah. Pounded the chicken and then it, and then it cooks a lot faster. But here is the most important thing hey, I need to talk to you. Aaron. About. You yeah. pounding that chicken? This is my sneaky beat of the week. Makes me think Aaron does sings that song during really dirty things, which is kind of bothering me right now. Like if I ever went to Oakland and stayed at Aaron's house and I heard that that song coming from like the, the other yeah. room, I'd be like, nope, I gotta go. I gotta go. Find got yourself Listen, all I had for that joke is I got blue balls, do 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 do, and I crushed it. I crushed it's it. Great I joke. actually I actually Rob, I believe it's I'm green, I will die. What was it, Aaron? <laughs> if I were green, I would die. If I were green, I would die. If I was green, I would die. If I was green, I would die. I listen. Um but I'm reminded by our caller about our deep, deep roots and connection to St. Olive College. And there is a gentleman in my, well, he used to work in my office. Now we work virtually, who is also a graduate of St. Olive College, maybe 20 years after us. He's much, much younger than we are. 
And somehow about five years ago, I found out that he and I are co, what do you call co-alumni? We're, we're both alumni of St. Olaf College. Yeah, alumnuses. Alumnuses. And anytime, anytime, on a, anytime that I'm on a phone call with this guy, I make sure to mention like, He's here to do our statistical analysis. And of course, I have to mention that he and I, he's my co-alumnus of St. Olaf College. He will never once, he's never responded to this. He will not. Yes. Like, I know we've yes. spoken to it in person, just him and me. But if I say it on a call in front of people, he will not respond in any yes. way. He doesn't sell so, it. He doesn't sell it. So like, what, how am I going to get him to sing Umiaya with me on a, on a work phone call? How oh, can boy. I speak this Three happen? Three blackjacks in a row, bro. <laughs> Three blackjacks in a row. Ah, I, well, I think if you start singing, he'll have to join in, right? Like, yeah. He would, right? He would hang happen. out there. Is it, is it one of those things, though, where he's, like, deathly afraid of sticking his, just even, like, the, his, the tip of his nose out mm-hmm. and being, like, you know, having somebody above him think that they're... Yeah, he's, he's very, like a funny guy or something. Yeah, he's like that. very straight laced. Yeah, I think very demure. Like it really would not be. It would be out of character for him to sing on a phone call for sure. Yeah, but a typical Saint Olaf student these days. <laughs> yes, you know, yes. <laughs> Aaron, you you know how to lead from the middle. You show him how it's done. Yeah, yeah, I've taken some leadership classes. I could do it. That's what I'm thinking is that he he keeps he, Aaron's like, hey, we're like from the same school. Like, man, we're like the same. And he's looking at you like the 20 year old ghost of future's future. And he's like, what the fuck? This is what I'm going to be doing. This Look at this me? guy's fucking lunch. It's tuna fish with celery. And he's excited about the celery part of it. When I was there, there was a, let's just call him a coach. We don't want to call him out, but there was a coach who graduated in 1989 from St. Olaf College. And we were there. I was there from 90, fall of 99 through 2003. You guys are a year ahead of me. Thanks and for so that, I can remember thinking that the fall, you know, graduating 1989 at that time was like so long ago. So long ago. You know, just think about that. So that's only like a 13, 14 year gap. And now you got a 20 year gap. So that would be like you, you talking to a guy who graduated <laughs> in like 82, right? And he's like, hey, hey, Aaron, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like I can tell. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I just get nothing from the guy. I've tried multiple different ways. I say it, I say it to other people like, oh, you know, I like Jay because he and I are both. No, I don't get anything. I get nothing. Clearly, he's never going to lead from the middle. He's not. Either that or he's going to be leading from the top. Yeah. He's going to be. He's, he's going to skip serious, the middle but. and go right to the top. Aaron, yeah. my favorite memory at St. Olaf College was the Twins winning their first World Series. What about you? Uh, 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 uh. We were the same age. My worst memory was the Challenger explosion. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I can see you guys. I can see you being that guy like, hey, we're the same. You know, like you and I, hey, we're talking on the phone. We're. Like we're both Olies and he's, and then you're like, Hey, what's that noise? It sounds like you opened a big, big bottle of pills. And now, Ooh, now it sounds like they're going down the hatch. What is that? What's but happening? The point now, Hello? Hello? Now we're like, I also question, like he doesn't disagree with me when I say it, but he doesn't chime in to like agree or say, and, and so now I'm like, am I crazy? Did he actually not tell me this? Am I making this up on these phone calls? Like, what this, do you think you know? he tells his friends? There's this guy, he's 20 years older. And he's just all he's doing. He's he's middle upper middle management, and all he wants to do is talk Saint Olaf. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want to do it. And he's know? dreading. He's like, I know I got to be on his phone call tomorrow, and he's going to tell me. Yeah. He's going to yeah. tell everybody I'm an Olaf. Just like this him. guy's going to be approving PTO requests for the next twenty years here. This is who <laughs> this guy is. He probably gets on the phone call with his friends. He's like, guys, I think this guy is trying to groom me. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. He keeps trying to get more and more personal on work calls. It's very strange, and every time he ups it. It makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> what dorm did you live in? Which room? How, yeah. did you, how did you fold your underwear and put it in those drawers? Oh. In there? 
Hey, did you think underwear should be in the bottom drawer? Does that make more sense to you? <laughs> it makes start. more sense. <laughs> should be in the bottom drawer. <laughs> so that's that really how's, it, how's it rolling going with Matt? Uh, good. I spent, uh, you know, last weekend we talked about this uh, in the last episode, but we had, we're, we're in between uh, Valentine's Day. So we're, we're post Valentine's Day we're now. planning for the next Valentine's Day, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had the pleasure of spending Valentine's Day in San Diego with about 2,000 old white guys who are all wearing blue blazers talking about commercial mortgages. So it yes, was quite the Valentine's Day, but I ended up going out with a couple people that I know fairly well, just because why wouldn't you spend Valentine's Day with people you know? And we tried to get uh, reservations at a place and they were running 45 minutes behind, which prompted, you know, you guys remember the old Seinfeld, you know, well, we, oh, we've got your reservations. Yes, we've got your reservation. Yeah. You know, and so. Yeah. Anyone um, can take a reservation. You need to keep the reservation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was good. So we decided to walk down the street. We were in the gas lamp district of San Diego. If anybody ever goes, it's a wonderful little area. And stopped in at a Thai food spot. And if you guys, you guys know me, I hate vegetables. <laughs> somehow I have been able to find a couple, two, three dishes, you know, at Thai restaurants because Sarah loves them. And so I try to uh, acquiesce a lot when we go to Thai food restaurants. One being Road Osha here in Twin Cities. Oh, Wonderful. Yeah. Can I shout out to Road Osha? Matt, can I guess uh, one yeah. of the meals that you like to eat at? Sure. Tao chicken. I actually really only like, I really I've actually oh. really only tried one ever. <laughs> <laughs> he was lying to us. I was gonna guess chicken skewers. It's the pineapple fried rice. Oh, that's nice. And I usually oh. get it with chicken. Yep. You usually get it before. with as, as few amount of vegetables as possible. So I'm at this very authentic <laughs> Thai restaurant. Do you say they that? Have, Do you say like, can I have the pineapple rice? They oh, have. Hey, Rob, Rob, let me talk. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, yep, I'm, sorry. I'm just I'm saying listening. that that's the same meal my 14-year-old just found out she likes at Thai restaurants too, so I want to see if <laughs> yes. it's the same as you. Very much so. So the buddy I'm with orders before, he orders a few appetizers. You know, I'll eat wontons. You know, I'll have a few things, pot stickers, things like that. But, you know, so he's ordered it. So then he orders his, I don't know if he had pad thai or whatever. He goes, you know, I'll just take a little bit more. I'll, I'll kind of get like a medium spice. You know, he just wanted to knock it up a notch. So I said, I can I have pineapple fried rice? With chicken, but can I get it without vegetables? And she goes, no vegetables. You know, no, I'm not going to do the voice, but she says, no vegetables. Pretty I go, close. no vegetables. No vegetables. No vegetables, please. You sure? No vegetables. And I say, yeah, please. I just, no vegetables. Thank you very much. You know, I try to be very nice about it. And I say, oh, and I'll take, you know, just a little bit more spice, just like him, you know, wow. kind of halfway up in the spice. So the meal comes out. Wow. And I think those, those back, those guys in the back said, fuck this guy. Because oh, no. that thing was oh, the spiciest pineapple fried rice I had ever gotten in the world. And so I think I've learned my lesson to not piss off, you know, a restaurant. So have you guys ever had an experience where you pissed off somebody at the restaurant and you know that they're fucking with you? Or do you, consequently, do you, because I know, you know, I would never, I never send anything back. Do you send things back? And are you worried about it when it comes back out to you? I'm sure I've never sent something back. No, no way. Yeah. I I actively go out of my way to avoid anything (laughs) like that. Like, like I, if I'm with someone and they're saying like anything that I think the server or the bartender could even take it as, as the slightest 
offense in any manner, I freak out. I'm like, I don't want to do anything too. that's going to piss yeah. people off. And I think most people that are more um, uh, talkers at a restaurant and will say when something, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like that's nope. just what they're comfortable yeah, doing. I just not comfortable money, right. doing that. So like I'm to the point where if I go to dinner with someone and I will just say, if you don't like it, I'll trade. I'll take the bad thing and I will yep. stomach the thing that you don't like every single mm-hmm. time to not have to send it back. I, 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 I can't have anything going back. So to be fair, it was, it was wonderful. It, like, it was great. I loved it. It was so spicy that my back of my head is sweating, <laughs> yeah. like, and act, like dripping down my neck. I was sweating so bad. And so I just, I, you know, luckily I knew the guy. So I'm like, guys, look, this is super spicy. I am not sending it back. I don't know if I can do anything. I think sugar sometimes helps. They used to send sugar out at Rodosha to kind of neutralize it, but I didn't ask for one thing. I ate about half of it and that's all I could muster. And I had, I had to get up and go, pee like 19 times in the middle of the night because I drank so much water, (laughs) you know? So I don't know. It was, uh, it it was a learning experience, but you know, all at the same time, it was great. And I, and I enjoyed it. I spent most of my life thinking I loved hot foods. Like I bet I was 28. I bet if you would ask me when I was 33, I would have been like, yeah, I love hot food. Give me spicy food. And now I realize I absolutely do not. I cannot eat it very well. It makes me feel like garbage. I am so sick the next day. A guy at the gym gave me spicy ramen and I ate it. And the next day I thought, I'm, I just want to say this. When I went to the bathroom, it was like uh, the greatest catch. What was that show? What was that lobster show? <laughs> the world's deadliest catch. It looked like those yeah. traps that they were pouring out. I was so sick. And then like I would eat hot salsa and I would hiccup and I was like, like a full oh. pot, not an empty one, like yeah. a full pot. That's what you're saying. Yeah. But Matt, were, so were there zero, like were there the fewest vegetables you've ever seen? Did they nail they, the vegetables? There was absolutely none. It was, oh, so, so that's great. why it was, it nice. was awesome. It was so great. So Matt, it was do you, so wonderful. do you react differently to this type of thing? Because it's like not good friends. So if it's the four of us out for dinner, my guess yeah. is you might just say, I'm not going to eat it and you'd leave it. Or would you no. eat, would you have done this exact same thing no matter who was with you? So like this one, other than the spice, it was wonderful. It was so good. Like it was great, but this, it was so spicy that it was more or less that it was just hard to eat, you know, like fast. And I'm, you know, I don't eat fast to begin with, but like I had to really slow down. And again, I was just sweating profusely from my head. I don't know. So uh, that happens to it was, that I would not, I would not have, have sent it back. It, it just, it would oh. have been great. If I had pissed him off, because it would have been, if it was like the medium spice, it would have been like the greatest Thai food I ever had. Me, per, you know, Americanized Thai food, but all in all, it was great. But I just, I learned my lesson. If I'm, I just have to pick around the vegetables for next time. Rolling, going, Russell, how's it going with you? So you've made a switch of the strategy. You will now pick around the vegetables as opposed to special Correct. ordering. Zero vegetables. Correct. Yeah. Rolling going, things were going good. I know we talked about this a few weeks ago. I remember I was asking you guys for advice. I was going out with a a, a dinner goer and her friends. There was going to be a large group for a, a birthday party where I knew oh, the yeah. guy's birthday, but I didn't know all the people oh, that yes. were going, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I thought I could share some of my experiences and, and see yeah, what you guys think. Out. So so we end up going in. There's a, a group of probably like about 50, probably 14 people there. And I'm like actively telling people I'm happy to sit on the end. It doesn't bother me if I sit on the end and I'm not involved in like all the conversation or everything, but I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm still sitting near the end, but not all the way on the end. Yeah. And I offered numerous times to people like, you know, there was another person coming and they were going to have to sit on the other end. I'm like, I'm good. I'm not offended. Mm-hmm. You know, like right, maybe yeah. some people are, I'm not offended. 
But so we get there and we sit down. Everyone's really nice. Everyone's having a nice dinner. And now, Russ, were you yelling this? Were you saying it like a little too loud where you're like, yeah, I'm actually good down here on the end. <laughs> yeah. it, was, oh, was the person so you with? Did they, did they want to? Did they want to put you in the center? Were they, were they trying to show you off a little no, bit? No, I don't think yeah. so. I don't. Yeah. I don't okay. think. Hey, why don't, so. don't, don't you wait so. out? Why don't you wait outside, Russ? I'm gonna go see my friends. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when I offered that. That didn't go for very well. But, <laughs> <laughs> but so, anyways, I, so there was a, a, a couple that was there, and I've gotten to know them a little bit. They're very nice people. I've hung out with them before, but they had gone on a cruise. The first key to succeeding at a dinner like this, and when you when you find out if anyone's taken any trip, you ask them every damn question in the world about yeah, that oh trip. Yeah. Oh People yeah. love to yeah. talk about trips that they've taken. They love to give advice about if you were going to do this, this is how you should do it. The key, the key, the first key to success at one of these things is when you latch on to something where someone wants to talk about it, you just fire off questions until yeah. you have exhausted yeah. the topic, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's a guy... Um, there's a guy who my brother knows actually, who, who lives in my neighborhood, whose, whose daughter goes to my son's school. And he's the guy where at a school event of parents, if you can get him going and all of a sudden now there's a whole circle of people around him. He's the focus. He's telling stories. You're chilling out. There's no small talk that like, that's the kind of person who 10 years ago I'd have been like. Man, this guy talks a lot. Now I'm like, this man is a hero. I'm going into a meditative yep. state and I will yes. allow him to control the conversation. <laughs> yeah. He's the captain. Aaron's main social reference point he has right now is guy at school function with all the kids. <laughs> <laughs> like all these parents you're forced to chat with. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just you just let Don handle it. It's great. <laughs> so, so then the next thing that comes up is I'm I'm sitting there and at some point. The, the gentleman whose birthday it was, he, he's gotten to know me. I've hung out with him a handful of times here and there. I, I know him, but I don't know him super well. But at one point he was like, hey, this is Russ. And I want to make sure you meet the other people that are there. He's very nice, very uh, making people feel welcome, introducing them and everything. So I, there's a lady sitting next to me at, and there was kind of a break in between tables. It was like a really long table. So there's kind of like a, a two or three foot space. So those servers can kind of walk in between, if you will. So Anyways, the lady turns and and now we have to start a conversation. So here's what I went with. I decided to go with, can you explain your life to me in three sentences? Oh, oh Russell. <laughs> that is so aggressive. But Jeez. it's not, no, hold on. But it's like in a way no. of like, tell me like three super fun things about you. And so she actually took it very well. And she, she like explained who she was and how she knew the people that were there. And it actually was Whoa. a good starter for a conversation. You guys might think it was aggressive. It actually worked. That's Russell's impressive. like, why don't you try that on all three of us? Let's see how it works. All right. I'll start with uh, uh, Aaron. Aaron, explain, explain to me your, what's your life in three sentences. Oh. <laughs> I grew up in Iowa and had a great family. I oh. met a great woman in Minnesota. Now we all got to say That's this it. stuff. How, oh, see, now, we go, now we easily have a, oh, how did you guys decide to live and move to California? That's so interesting. Yeah, See, we, you, there's there's yeah, easy ways there's to branch lot. off. Uh, Russell, yeah, I'm not going to lie. You get those three facts, you can nail it from there. It sounds like you're trying to get in this person's pants, Russell. Okay, that's <laughs> yeah. the vibe I'm getting. This is I know, it's true. I just took mine off. What's your yeah, sign? All right, Matt, 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 how about you? Matt, describe your <laughs> if, life in if, three sentences. If somebody would have asked me this question and there was a gap between the tables, I would, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. I like the Twins. I like the Vikings. I like the Timberwolves, you know, knowing that that person probably did not like know any of those who those are. All right, next. You know, Rob, how about you describe yourself in three sentences? 
I would say, yeah, I don't know. I'm from Minnesota. I'm stronger, great than, family. I'm stronger than people think. Okay. <laughs> I would say I married a great woman. Okay. I don't know if Rosie said great. I think he said good. So I'm going great. <laughs> and then I would be like, and now uh, I'm stuck in pretty much an endless void of, of existence. And I'm starting to feel every day when I go to work and I walk up the same steps and I get the same bike and I ride at the same time and I go and the days seem to blend in. And even the weekends now seem to be getting shorter and shorter and shorter. This is where I'm going to cut you off. I would have said there's no run on sentences. <laughs> <This is good. laughs> It's Hemingway. We're not doing. I should have taken Rob's approach. That would have been less rude. I should have taken Rob's approach. <laughs> yeah. Just go completely dark and into the void. Yep. So then eventually, maybe it was because of my questioning, eventually she switches seats with her husband. So the husband's sitting next to me oh. now for a little bit. So okay. I decided to go a different route on hey, this Rob, one. you got to sit next to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I decided to go a different route. How, what do you think of this, this question? This guy is trying to get in my pants. Please switch seats with me. P.S. Do not ask him about his life. Do not tell him about our trip. He will talk so, to you forever about it. So the next guy, he sits down, and I know that this is a guy probably about our age, I would say early, mid-40s, uh, pretty normal-looking guy or whatever. And so I, I decided to go with this question. This is my, this is my, my icebreaker with him. What are your three favorite video games ever? You can pick oh, old school games. Wow. You can pick current games. You could pick an arcade game. You could pick whatever you want. I want to get to know oh, you through so the video good. games or arcade games that you like. That what was, do you guys think nice of time. that as, as an icebreaker? I like I that one. I, I think that's that. good. But every once in a while, you're going to hit that person who doesn't play video games. And it's going to, yep. Matt, what, me. Would you, I mean, what would you say, Matt, to that? I don't know. Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, Super Mario Brothers 3. Oh, God. <laughs> I would go Mario Kart, FIFA, maybe 95, and Mist. How about you, Rob? I would say Mario Kart 8. I would say Mario Kart Double Dash is a huge part of my life. <laughs> uh, and then, honestly, I would probably say Battlefield now. Considering I played it for an hour and a half today. I'm a 42-year-old man, by the way. Okay. I briefly got addicted to Plants vs. Zombies, though. That one, but that one I yep. had to quit. I was oh, playing, my kids I was played that. playing yep. Plants vs. Zombies in my sleep. I couldn't sleep because yep. I was playing it in my head. So that yep. one, that's honorable you, mention for if me. You ever, if you ever meet Leo, you could talk to him about that. He's, I will. I think we had a Plants vs. Zombies birthday cake at one, oh, at nice. one point. So. We'll chat about it. So yeah, I will say this. Put a potato I, on it. I was aware that two of the other gentlemen at this dinner are gamers. So that was kind of part of the reason I was like, I bet this will work. I bet this will be a good conversation. And it actually started about an hour long conversation with about four of us over video games, which was fantastic. What are your top three, Russell? Wait, I want to guess Russell's top three. Yeah. Mike Tyson's punch out. Punch out. Punch out. For sure. GoldenEye. GoldenEye. GoldenEye for sure. Tecmo Bowl. Yep. I, I said um, NCAA football 2002. Oh, yes. I love that. Yeah, I love the PlayStation we football. We spent a lot of time on that. We said I was on old Rocky Top. Down in the Tennessee I got to put in NHL 95. I know it kills the vibe when I add stuff like this, but I can't. That's good, it's, too. It's and good. I, you know, at the NHL, who was, the, who was 91 from um, the Red Wings? Uh, oh, I off. No, Fedor off. Yeah. You want to know where I did? I We're felt like I made a mistake guys. bringing up video games, though. So the the two of the guys that were there that I've met before, I know they're into current stuff. They've always been into games. It's one of their big hobbies and everything. And so I like talking about this stuff, but I'm not a current gamer. I don't know any of the current games. 
I don't right, play yeah, any yeah. of them. I don't even played anything in probably 10 plus years. So when we start talking about it and they're talking about these games, then they will ask me what I like. And I'm like, you know, talking about stuff from like 20 years ago. Yeah. And then I, I felt like I'm this old. kind of loser where it's like, it'd be like if we were talking basketball and Aaron started talking about Luka Donovich or Luke, whatever the guy's name is on Dallas. And then all of a sudden I was like, yeah, man, that Akeem Olajuwon's got an awesome green shit. You know, it's just like so dated. You remember, you you remember Danny that? Ferry? Danny Ferry. Great. <laughs> Uh, but I think video games are like that, right? Where you can always talk about the classics. I think everybody can relate to a Super Mario Brothers. It comes Especially back now with like people with the so, new right? Switch, right? I mean, the, yeah. the, the Nintendo, whatever you can get all, you know, yeah, 50 games all bad, or whatever. Right? Yeah. Nintendo had a great, they had a great game where you could play Super Mario Brothers against other people and every person you killed went to their screen. And so like some people you could just get, like I knew, I knew where all the power-ups were as I went. I hadn't played in 30 years and I was like, yep, here's a secret block. I'm going to get all the coins. I'm going to do this. It's pathetic. So the, the <laughs> last thing I had to ask you guys about this dinner, it ended up being a very fun time. Everyone that was there was super fun, super, super personable. All, everyone had interesting things to talk about. It was a great time. So the end of the night comes and the girlfriend of the guy whose birthday it was is like, I'm picking up the check. I'm doing the Wait, check. This tonight. is a boyfriend girlfriend thing. I don't know what they call each other. They portray that oh. in public. But so what, that's so good. On that guy's podcast, what do you think he's calling you? Probably annoying, annoying video game guy, or stupid video game guy. Ah, yeah. And, and your friend it. you were there with, what was he calling that person? Probably the lady <laughs> who goes to dinner with the stupid video game guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're good at this. Russ, You're good at Russ this. Russ is a wily coyote. He's not falling for these logic tracks. It's, it's hard to pin it down. Yeah, logic tracks. So, anyways, the, yeah, the obviously, clearly, obviously. clearly. <laughs> so the bill comes, and you know, it's like twelve people. It's like an eight hundred dollar bill. And she's, she says, I'm getting it. And so almost everyone, I make multiple offers. I get cash out. I'm like, because you you don't know when someone's getting something like we, I ordered like an appetizer. I probably wouldn't have ordered if, if I knew that was happening. I ordered a a number of extra drinks that I certainly wouldn't have ordered if I knew someone was picking up the tab. Yeah. What is your guys thoughts on when someone picks up the tab? I'm of the belief that I offer twice. I offer once and say, hey, I'd love to contribute. I'd love to pay. They, If they say no, I make one more effort. And after the second effort, if it's genuine, I think you got to let them pick it up if that's what yeah. they want to do. What do yeah. you guys I mean, think? Two, two, or, two or three times, you know, I would, whatever. You I know, would you, say you, once. You know it. Yeah, you know it, Russell, when you've, when you've gone as far as you can go and they're just you know, they're just going to they're going to do it. So you, I think, acted 100% appropriately there. I'm the same. I'm one, yeah, Rob and I are the same. One, one sincere offer and pay it forward. Because if it's in your head that you're going to pay, we've done this with like Jenny's birthday. We've paid a big old bill for birthday that kind of surprised everybody. Yep. And guess what? You feel like a fucking baller when you do that. You right, just feel right. awesome. Okay. Until the bill comes and you accidentally add a 20% tip. And then it turns out that there was already a 20% tip added. And 20% <laughs> yeah, of that American is Express. quite a bit. No, Rob, that's a service <laughs> charge. That's going to the, that's going to, Aaron's told us that goes to the restaurant, not the servers. Oh no. That's true. Yeah, you can still tip on top of that. This feels a little awkward though, because I still haven't paid Russell for the hotel room in Las Vegas. So I need to text Matt and find out how much those rooms were. Oh, so I'll, that I can oh, pay I'll Russell look that for up. The- I'll look that up. I don't, I, I'll look it up. Yeah. So, that's one <laughs> offer, Rosie. That's all you need. Yeah, that's it. That's my offer. It, it was very nice for her to do it. And I think the key with only offering once or twice is if someone's doing that, like there's probably one time where they're just maybe trying to be nice real quick, but they, they're hoping people jump in. Maybe they don't want to pay it. But yeah. if you offer a second time and they say no, like 
part of their enjoyment of that night is them getting to do something nice for other people. Right. Yeah, and if yeah. you, if you kind of badger them about the check, you're kind of taking that the grace away from them, if you will. Is that the only thing about sense? it is, yes. The only thing about it is, is I hate owing people. I literally, <laughs> I hate <laughs> owing people. And if I owe anybody, please let me know. Cause I hate it. Love when other people owe me, right? Like yeah. I'll buy your coffee. Now you, you owe me a coffee, you know, now you owe me a coffee kind of a thing. And then try to get them to never pay you back or whatever. But I, I, it, it makes me more uncomfortable, Russell, to think like, I'm never going to see this person. And you know, they didn't need to pay for my two extra drinks or something. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I might ask, can I Venmo you something, you know, just to see, you know, if when everybody else isn't around, even just to say, look, that, I, I I ordered too much, but I I certainly hear you that it's probably a nice gesture. I always me. acknowledge that I ordered too much. Like they'll say, I'm paying. I'm like, oh no, I wouldn't have ordered those extra drinks. Yeah, but that's it. There's no other part to that. I'm like, <laughs> oh no. How will I sleep tonight on all oh, my money? You I'm get saving. that receipt and you see those yeah. twelve daiquiris. That's me. Rolling, going, Rob. How's it going with you? Listen. Disaster for Valentine's Day. First of all, pulled off the smartest move of all time, which is it was alluded to earlier. But I, I came, I came to work, and somebody said, "Listen, this is the breakfast my husband cooked for me." And I was like, "Dang, that's a great idea." So I went onto Google and I typed in Valentine's Day breakfast, and I looked at the image search, um, and then they were too nice. So I wrote Valentine's Day breakfast iPhone, and then I found some pictures that looks like I could have taken it. I was going to type in. Valentine's Day breakfast amateur, but I was like, oh, that's weird that I would go right to the word amateur. <laughs> right? It's like a search term. Like that's not even a that's not even in someone's normal lexicon. If yeah. you use the word amateur, there's yeah, only exactly. one place that's coming from. Those right? links are purple. Those links are already yeah. purple. That's in the Bing search. Valentine's Day breakfast tan lines. You know, it's like you know, it's <laughs> just another way around the amateur search. So I Googled up and I put up multiple pictures. I was like, oh, here's a breakfast I made, Jenny, you know, in bed. Did and so many people liked it and complimented me and thought I was so great. It was so smart. Guys everywhere. I highly recommend you just Google's, just Google anything, a nice dinner and be like, hey, made this tonight. And this is amazing because I 100% knew the second I saw it that this was a joke. I knew Rob was doing a bit right away. I saw it and I was like, I'm so excited to see where this goes. Nope. Got a lot of love. Got a lot of positive reaction. Hey, just keeping it real out there. Kind of. Now, the, the only problem with Valentine's Day is that we had a party here for my daughter my wife said, listen, you got to go in. There's a store that sells balloons right there. Go in and buy some balloons. This led to a train of disasters, okay? This was just disaster after embarrassment after disaster. So here I am in the Dwayne Reed buying balloons. Immediately I have to go up to the guy. Hey, can I just buy these ones that are already inflated? And he looked at me like I was the dumbest thing on two legs. And he goes, yeah, of course. So now I am walking around and all the balloons are by the checkout. So I'm walking around the checkout. Meanwhile, people are in line. I'm walking around them looking up at the balloons like an idiot. Like, oh, that's a nice balloon. That's a nice balloon. So I am untaping the balloons from the decorations of the store. So once again, I look like an idiot, right? As I walk around to the checkout, my balloons get tangled with the store balloons. No. And immediately what? it forms uh, Jordy and Knot, the likes of which I have never seen. Okay. <laughs> I, it immediately forms a toughest knot. And the worst thing possible happens. The guy behind me starts helping me untie the knot. Did your fingers touch or not? Yo, they definitely touched. We were like trying to do the knot together. And meanwhile, there's like people in line. And I'm, doing, I'm like, and the whole time I'm just thinking of this voice of Jenny's. But why don't you just go by there and buy some balloons? Buy some balloons. Buy some balloons. And I'm like, this. I knew this was going to be a disaster. So then I get the balloons, okay? Walk out. Okay? Walk out of the store. So now I am walking down Lexington Avenue in New York City with a bunch of balloons. 
It is so windy and so cold. Oh, so no. what do the balloons immediately do? Deflate. The balloons are so cold, they immediately oh. deflate like halfway. So now, instead of looking like a cool guy with Valentine's Day balloons, first of all, by the way, when you're an adult carrying balloons on Valentine's Day, everybody, every woman is looking at you like, you cheap son of a bitch. That's oh. what you're going to get your wife are balloons. What, what is going on? You're getting balloons for your wife for Valentine's Day. And I'm like, no, this is for... So I had to like walk around and be like, this is for a kid's party. This is for a kid's party. They, that didn't make it any better. No, I don't think that makes it better either, right? Yeah, no, it doesn't help. Yeah. yeah. Hey, there's a guy walking around with balloons saying it's for a kid's party. Not great. So then it's halfway deflated. I go into the liquor store, okay? Buy some liquor. Liquor store, not big enough to hold these balloons. Ceiling's not tall enough. So the balloons are bumping. Everything's moving. I'm looking around. Everybody's looking at me with the balloons. So now I have a bottle of, I have a bag full of liquor. Walk down to the uh, grocery store. The Jenny says, oh, come meet me at the grocery store. Three blocks away. You want to guess what's in between me and the grocery store? Only the most sharp, pointy trees I've ever seen in my whole life. It was like a video game level. I am walking through, trying to move the balloons. Meanwhile, the wind is whipping the balloons around. It's hitting people in the face that are walking by me. And of course, every all the sidewalks are super narrow. I then have to go into a grocery store with the balloons. Now, what does this grocery store also sell? Do you want to guess? Balloons. balloons. Yeah. Balloons. So I look like a guy who stole balloons and is now walking around. And I'm like, I'm going to have to walk out of here. And just they also sell liquor? Like, these are my you balloons. Like you stole liquor? What did you buy for liquor, by the way? What was your, uh, what was your liquor uh, sale on Valentine's Day? Uh, just some red breast. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's Ooh. not a big deal. Uh, and some grenadine. Because again, this was for a kid's party. I was making Shirley <laughs> Temples. Grenadine <laughs> I was like, maraschino liqueur. <laughs> no, I get grenadine. <laughs> so then, oh, just you might think it's over. Guess what? I've got to take now all the grocery bags. Because of course, she's off to do something else. I'm taking all the grocery store bags to the subway. Oh, do you just walk down the escalator to get to the subway? Nope, it's an elevator. So now I have to get into an elevator f with these balloons, then get on probably the most crowded subway car I've been on in quite some time. And here I am with these giant balloons on the crowded subway, humiliating. I come back and my daughter says, oh, those are okay. So of that course, is my yeah. balloon story. You had to know when you got sent out on this mission that it was going to, you can't get on a subway with balloons and think that's going to go well, right? You have to be aware of this. I would rather get on with the Christmas tree that I get on with. Getting on with the Christmas tree was at least cool and fun. Getting on with Valentine's Day balloons was humiliating because it literally, they like move around and bonk people in the head. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. The balloon, my balloons are bonking you in the head. I don't know what to do. Like. Aaron and Matt, did you get your wife's Valentine's Day balloons? Uh, no, no. Sarah did give me a nice card though this year and wrote a very nice message in it. So. <laughs> did, did you, yeah. did you give it back to her? Did so you give it back? Give it back yes. to next year? <laughs> well, I still have it. So yeah, I suppose I could give it back to her. No balloons. I did actually. I I I got I got a very nice card. It was hand painted, and the card was from Des Moines. So major shout out to Anna for my my Valentine card. Awesome! Wow. Your wife gets you stuff for Valentine's Day? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I got some delicious bitters, some tamarind bitters to go with my mezcal. Mm. I love a good life out here, guys. Yeah, really? Guys, let's get into the album. Wait, you got tamarind bitters? Yes. Come check them out. All right, I will. Uh, listen, we are talking about Hajira by Joni Mitchell coming out 1974, 1976. And basically, the big thing about this album, so this is what? Is this our third Joni Mitchell? Is this our fourth? I think it's it third, is our right? third, yeah. Um, and, and Hajira is her eighth album. 
And basically, this was based around, Hajira means uh, travel. And this was based around three trips that she took. One with Bob Dylan on tour. On tour for a six-week tour of her own until that broke up because she had been dating the drummer who's going to come up over and over. And they had got a bit of a tumultuous relationship uh, due to the fact that she was fucking the guy who played Chuck Yeager in the right movie, The Right Stuff. So something to think about when you're watching hey. that movie. It's it's better than fucking the light the lighting guy or whoever what's her name from Fleetwood Mac was getting oh, on with right yeah the the grip the grip uh, was that what it is a lighting yeah I it was a, a lighting grip. guy the grip uh, the gaffer I think they just called him the grip oh. um and then the uh, so then yeah so then basically and then she took a road trip with uh, an old Australian uh, steward that she had been having an affair with and did a road trip with him and somebody else all the way to Maine, and then she drove back to California all by herself. What you're going to hear on this album is that by her eighth album, Joni Mitchell is bored. She's bored of the pop sound. She thinks a lot of the uh, session musicians are missing like the, the the kind of the effervescence of the music. And so oh, she's, they say, hey, you should go find some, don't, it makes you sound like a fucking moron when you say that, Aaron. Wait, no, I, I liked it. Word. No, I, that was, I was honestly, it was like, that's a great turn of phrase. Yeah, you know what? Thank you. See, I take compliments. Being sincere. I'm good at it. Uh, and basically, she began to seek out jazz musicians who to play jazz musicians to play on the album. Um, and so she got linked with this Jaco Pistorius, who's a famous bass player. And so you hear a lot of kind of, I don't know, like running fretless bass on this album. You hear, uh, you know, just kind of a more of a. I, I hate to say it, Aaron, but I think this album is influenced by jazz. I think it's fair to say with this album, and I think it, it was a gateway for her because then she ended up doing albums with Wayne Shorter, who was in Weather Report with Jacob Pistorius, right, and with Charles Mingus. So I think this, I think this truly was. But Rob, you play some bass. Have you ever played fretless bass? I don't even know how this works. Yeah, of course. I bought. You know that when I bought my first bass, it was immediately a six-string fretless bass, one of the hardest instruments to play. An incredible waste of money for my parents. The worst thing you could possibly buy to learn to play the bass. And just so how the hell? Yeah, how do you even begin learning this instrument? You just put your finger on the thing, and then it makes notes, and then everybody's like, "Oh, that's okay, I guess." I but I mean, that's crazy, right? So, so that means I, I, I know we need to play the music, but that means that all of the tracks that Jacko is playing on here, yeah, we're listening. He just knows by what geometric feel. There's little the, dots. Where the notes like are. Those little inlays, you know, like the pearl inlays on a guitar. So they'll tell you where to put the fingers. But yeah, you kind of have to guess and then use your ear to hit that note. I mean, it's like playing an upright bass. Okay. But, you know, they oh, don't yeah. have frets, it, right. all yeah, that stuff. True. Like it, that's true. But uh, yeah, it turns out it's actually really hard to learn and it sounds off key for most of it. So it's not yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> Not a great decision. Okay. And once again, Rob just going to whole hog immediately on a hobby. Oh, that's so weird. By the Jeez. way, where am I going to put my four microphones and headphones I have for my in-person recording setup that I have? Anyway, that doesn't relate. That's not important. Let's get into Coyote, the first song. Now, Aaron, this might surprise you that this album, which is jazz inspired, did not sell very well right out of the so bat. Strange, did not, right? I can't understand how this wouldn't have been a bunch of radio hits. It's been reassessed now as one of her bigger albums, but let's start. You're just going to get a taste of it right here. Coyote. Are, are you guys coyote guys or coyote guys? Coyote. Coyote. I like coyote. Who says yeah. coyote? I like this guy with the cowboy hat. Coyote. It's weird being a coyote guy. Yeah, it's fun to say. I like saying coyote. No regrets, coyote. I see coyotes on my street. Mm. We just come from such different sets of I've seen one once here in Minneapolis. They see. They think that's, this song might be about Sam Shepard, the famous playwright who also played Chuck Yeager. The right stuff. I will say that this was, I think, the only the only uh, single on the album. Is that yep. right? 
I really liked this song. I'm glad they put it right here because it made me listen to the rest of the album to try to find a song as good as this one. It's in a high standard. Still listening. Still listening. But it was a good way to start the album, let me say. This song has a lot of references to hitchhikers or hitchers, as she calls them. Do you guys ever hitchhiked or would you ever pick up a hitchhiker? Oh, I've never. Never have. No, I've never done either. I, I think if my life was at the absolute bottom, I think picking yeah. up a hitchhiker would be kind of fun. It'd be like talking to that bus driver, except yeah. he could kill you. You know what I mean? Like, it's just that much more. It's like, oh, this is like, it's like having a conversation, Russell. Oh, what? Do you give me three things about your life. You know, well, what I'm a large hitchhiker. large picked you up, though? That'd be bad. That the only thing the shit out of me growing anywhere up. close I've done is I bought a guy a burger in Berkeley once. And it was a guy who was like asking for money outside the burger shop. And I tried to give him some money. And he was like, no, actually, I just need something to eat. So I went inside the burger shop and like bought him a burger and we sat down and, and he ate his burger, but he wasn't in my car. I wasn't taking him anywhere. So like, I, right. I've, I've never pitched, like I've never actually picked up a hitchhiker. Well, I told you guys that story that one time where I was driving, Jenny was, we just had a baby or Jenny was pregnant. So she was in the back seat. I can't remember why she was in the back seat, but she was in the back seat. It was new year's Eve. Ask Aaron. He probably knows why. <laughs> Maybe she was stuck there after Valentine's day. She was like, I can't Aaron, get up. Aaron, Aaron. <laughs> Filthy. <laughs> She's like, I'm still recovering from the cone. Probably yeah. appreciates that joke. <laughs> Can you imagine asking your wife, Hey, it's Valentine's Day. Should we go out to the backseat of the car? What? <laughs> no. I'm tired and you're making noise of the podcast. It's keeping me up or whatever they say. Oh. The one time she swoops in right there. Um, no, I don't think I don't think she would want to go make love with me in the back of a car. I don't think that would happen. Um, what were we talking about? Hitchhikers, something? Hitchhikers. We Miata, about hitchhikers. Miatas don't have back seats. Oh do yeah, they? well that's true. Miatas only have one seat. Next yeah. up, Amelia. Amelia was inspired by her breakup with the drummer John Guerin, and then she compared it to Amelia Earhart, the Navigator. Hey, I believe another person who uh, died in a plane crash, right, Rob? <laughs> is she, she going to call the podcast? Don't make me do it, guys. <laughs> Say it. I mean, <laughs> never heard from her before. This is terrible. This is really bad. She's never called. Hello? Hello? This is. Hello? <laughs> is this, this the cone? This is Amelia Earhart. <laughs> Amelia. I heard you disappeared many years ago. Whatever happened to you? Uh, I'll tell you what. I w- <laughs> you didn't have any hits, is the thing. Is we don't no, know what this, happened. There's no, no hits. This is, oh, I, I got to go. This is actually bad. This makes me uncomfortable <laughs> doing this. Go like this. Hey, Amelia, one, yeah. one quick question for you. Yes. Uh, what were your thoughts on Orville and Wilbur Wright when they <laughs> when they made the, the 20,000 foot club and they changed that play to the name Titty Hawk? <laughs> First of all, the joke, the joke, if I remember it, is that it's the 20-foot club. And Kitty Hawk is the name of the town where they did that. But that's okay. 20-foot club. Big fan of the podcast. Keep it up. But this, I just cannot keep doing this. Thanks, Amelia. We know you're up in heaven. As opposed to me, love, who's in hell. Listen, Thank you for you calling. Would be, you would actually be amazed at what's a sin. Okay? And it turns out trying to explore the earth is one. I am in hell. Okay? And I feel bad even saying that. I'll see you guys Speaking later. Speaking of amazing jokes, that, that Amelia song Jeez. has a vibraphone on the... It's kind of like a xylophone, remember? We talked about this once. It was on... I don't remember what list it was on, but we did the best vibraphone songs. Okay. And it was when Aaron had one of the best jokes in the podcast. 
what's going on at all. I'm totally confused by this whole conversation. Let me ask you guys this. Would you buy a shirt where it had Ayers Jordan and it was Michael Jordan playing a vibraphone? Is that yes. an idea? Did I just yes, have an yes, idea? Yes, yes, yes. I would buy I'm it. Yes. And you just yep. see Michael Jordan and he's like, and I took that personally. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know who else would buy it, Rob? Who? Our fucking loser listeners. <laughs> That's who. Ayers <laughs> Jordan Beck did it better. Somebody's like, can you explain the shirt to me? And they're like, actually, no, I can't. anything else but a skeleton playing this on his own ribs? It's the only thing I can think of when I hear this. That's your best joke in like a month. (laughs) (laughs) About the Roy Ayers playing the xylophone on the bones on his own rib cage or the skeleton? Ayers Jordan. That was no, that was Rob's joke. Ayers Jordan playing... Right here is coming out of the grave and playing the silence on his ribs. This show is dumb. We are getting dumber. You, <laughs> you just so said good. that's the best. Of course joke it of the is. Show. We've got a cone calling in. We've got a oh cone calling into our show. <laughs> it just when Russ said, "Oh yeah, we did a vibraphone list." I was like, "We did." Yeah, I know so, we did because we've talked good. about it multiple times. Yeah, right. I was like, "That's even it sadder might have been than a Neil Young album." It. But we remember some of them: Whitney, Whitney Love, or Whitney. Whitney Houston, Love Will Save the Day, Violent Femmes, Gone oh, Daddy yeah. Gone, Steam, oh Na gosh. Na Na Na. Remember the vibraphone? Yeah, <laughs> big We went out for it. pizza on Valentine's Day. We're going. I'm going back to the Valentine content. We went out for pizza to my son's favorite pizza spot, and they were playing. This was incredible. They basically played every other song was Whitney Houston, and then it was like some other slow jam. So it was like, I have nothing, and then I'll make love to you. And then it was, oh. I want to sex you up. And then it was greatest love of all. It was incredible. I don't know who put the playlist together. I it was so fantastic. I should have put it in my rolling going. You know who didn't put it together? Whitney Elizabeth Houston? Holmes. She would never do anything nice for you. <laughs> yes, she would never ever. She would never do something for me. I think we can tell what good planners we are because all of our Valentine Day content is coming out like March fourth. Yeah. Like, this is terrible. We're <laughs> terrible at this. We're we really are. Uh, next up, one. Everyone Aaron. enjoy your Shamrock Shakes tomorrow. Thanks. Thanks for listening. <laughs> God, I love those. Next one, Aaron's They're really back. interested They're in. Back this year. Furry Sings the Blues. Aaron was like, hmm? This is Neil Young on harmonica, Russ's favorite instrument. He sounds good, though, right? This one jumped out to me. I was like, I like this harmonica. We, 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 we've always liked Neil Young's harmonica. It was, it was Bob Dylan's, the one where he's just blowing the shit out of it that you can't handle. So this was actually about... Uh, her meeting the blues singer Furry Lewis in Memphis. So I wanted to get a little Furry Lewis. You got to watch this guy play sometime. He's got like this slide style and he's picking at the same time. It's very interesting. Awesome. Oh, this is great. Thanks, Rob. It's almost like a claw hammer type thing. Uh, A strange boy. A strange boy. This is about the Australian uh, steward error flight attendant. Flight attendant, that's the word I'm looking for. How would you feel if Joni Mitchell was calling you strange? (laughs) (laughs) It'd be be really strange. Yeah, you'd be like, hey, I made it. I think I'd like to have a song that Joni Mitchell wrote for me because it means I had sex with Joni Mitchell. Uh, What's the scoop on the, I mean, agree. Uh, Go ahead, Rob. Russell. 
Oh, I was going to say, I, there's this thing about Joni Mitchell's voice. It's so distinct. I don't know the way she uses it. It's you immediately hear, you know, it's Joni Mitchell. And I've, I'm not even a huge fan, but listening to two albums, I know exactly who it is. And her voice is almost so prominent that I almost can't hear anything else in the music. All I'm hearing is her, her voice because it's so distinct. I even have a hard time like hearing the music behind her sometimes. Does that make Pretty sense? Pretty sure that's the way it's supposed yeah. to be set up. You know, yeah. that's the way they mixed it. And yeah, she's got it. Well, that's that's why I think that sometimes the bass comes in. It's so forward. It's kind of sure. shocking. Now, when I heard the beginning of this song, tell me what this reminded you guys of. I heard Neil Young. To me, this sounds like the beginning of Neil Young's songs. All right. Hey, uh, yeah, I bet it's Aerosmith? the same thing. It's Jenny's got a gun. Okay. Turns out you guys no. are idiots. Didn't you ever watch Law and Order? Listen to the theme song from Law and Order. <laughs> no, I didn't watch Law and Order. You don't think they, <laughs> they listen to Strange Boy? Listen to this. It's your Strange Boy again. I wish I our listeners could see Rob's airbase. <laughs> Stand up. It's the same. Yes, I hear yeah, it, right. no, you're, you're right. spot on. Yeah, you're definitely right. I think it's closer to Janie's Got a Gun. I think Rosie's right. It's oh. pretty similar to me. I like that. Janie's Got a Gun. Hajira. Which, which track is this, Rob? Hajira. Oh, Aaron, what track is this? Be a, this must be a titular track. Ooh. It's a very spiritual titular track. What is the scoop, though? So Russell only hears Joni's voice, and I think that's how it should be. But what's the scoop with the guitar? It, so we so we know there's fretless bass, but what is this guitar sound? It's it's a very metallic sound, right? How how does she get that, or who's playing guitar here? It's not just a uh, an acoustic guitar. I wonder I if it's it a is, twelve string, like a twelve okay. string acoustic, where they're miking it way behind the bridge. I mean, that's where you would get that sound, or or plucking it way behind, kind of by the bridge. Okay. It's a real specific sound. It's a very metallic song sound, yeah. So that was that song was about and that's a you can hear a lot of the bass from Pistorius on that. And uh he would actually multi-track his bass and play with him like four times over himself, which is how you get this kind of deep song sound. My thing you, about Jocko is I just don't like how he's like telling everybody to get up early all the time and it's like get out there and get after it. And it's just like parents parents can't, you know, do that, man. Relax. Yeah, it's weird wow. that he played on this album and joined the Seals. Yeah, it's so yeah, strange. It's so crazy how he did that. <laughs> yeah. You get a roll in in your garage. Hey, when You guys, you know, I don't need an alarm clock. My passion wakes me up. <laughs> yeah. You know, you guys were talking about the fretless bass, and I, this is that's the one thing other than Joni's voice that I heard on the album that was super interesting to me. And so I thought we could celebrate that a little bit. I didn't want to interrupt your extended discussion over yes. the fretless bass at the beginning of this, so I thought I could interrupt you now. And we can do a list of the greatest songs ever oh. featuring the fretless bass. And keep my streak alive for stepping on Russell's list intros. Nice work. So I, did see, I did see some people call the fretless bass the old slippery neck. Whoa. So we're going to refer to this <laughs> okay. as the old slippery neck. I like that. Hey. I like that. You know what? When I, when I think about this bass, I don't even worry much. It's fretless. It's fretless. <laughs> <laughs> So we've actually heard the fretless bass on a few songs before. I know Rob had mentioned this one to me earlier tonight. Um, the bass on Graceland, if you remember on uh, Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes and 
You can call me Al, the backwards, forwards, the forwards, backwards, yep. the repeat bass. Yeah. That was a fretless bass, which was fantastic. Another one yes, absolutely fantastic. that was one of our favorite songs ever was the band up on Cripple Creek has an amazing, amazing fretless bass on it right during the same time where they're doing the. <laughs> oh my God, is this the last waltz? It's like I'm there. <laughs> but so anyway, so my understanding is this fretless bass kind of came into popularity in the 70s. Jocko Pistorius, he was saying, um, I read this quote, he, he said, I'm not a star. I'll never be Sinatra, Elvis, or Ray Charles. I'm just an imitator, man. I'm doing a very bad imitation of the bass of Jerry Jamat, Jimmy Fielder, Jimmy Bland, Jimmy Hendrix, John Coltrane, Charlie Parker, James Brown, and Bernard Odom, the cats, man. I'm just trying to back up the cats. Oh, that's how you, man, that's cool. When you mention those guys, you know you're fucking good. It's like, oh, I'm just trying to be like, you know, Jimmy Hendrix or whatever. Yeah, and maybe like. Fairly cool train. Sure, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy like Garrison, no big deal. Next on the list is from 1979. Hopefully we'll get the right song, the right cue on this one. This is Sting, Walking on the Moon. Or The Police. Yeah, you hear it. Jeez. So the sound is different. It's, it, it's, it's a fuller, more forward kind of sound. Because you don't have that metal from the fret, so it's more like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Ah, see, I read, Rob, I, this is why you're here. It's kind of more fluid between the notes is what I read. Yeah, yeah. I like this. Sting sounds good there, too. Not that Sting needs anybody to pump him up, but. He actually was in um, a jazz and fusion bands before forming the police in 1977. I believe it. And um, he actually said uh, in an interview I was reading, it was with Music Radar, he said that he was playing these jazz and fusion bands before he formed the police and Jocko became um, very much more prominent and totally recalibrated what it meant to be a bass player. So I thought that was interesting. He was definitely inspired by Jaco Pistorius. Do you think there's a musician where you would go to the bathroom faster than Sting when he started playing his solo stuff? <laughs> He'd be like, okay, these are on the fields of barley. I'd be like, yep, see ya, Sting. I'm out of here. But I wouldn't go to the bathroom if he was dressed in that crow outfit that he wore for his WCW NWO <laughs> days, though, right? He comes in with the bat, and then the, he takes off the mask, and there's another Sting mask underneath. <laughs> you can't leave. You never know when he's going to actually... Man, that guy, whoever... Whoever promised more and gave less, right? He must have been hurt for his whole career. What? I, I know <laughs> no, this is not a pot. I know it's not a wrestling podcast. A, you've done your sting rant before. I've heard this before. I know. I know. It's All right. True, next though. up on the list, this is I think one of the most prominent fretless bass players there is. This is Primus. The song is "Jerry Was a Race Car Driver." It's oh, Les Claypool. Right. You can hear it in the back there. Are you guys Primus guys? To me, they're a little too strange, a little too weird. What are your thoughts? No, nope. every time I hear Primus, it reminds me that I got a bass and I wanted to be like Primus and then I bought a Primus CD and then I hated Primus and I didn't like any of the songs and I was like, what? I every thought time I, I hear Primus. Primus, like just right now, I get so stoked, I'm ready to run through a wall and then if I were to ever play Primus in my house on purpose, I would be like, I got to change it. This is too intense for me. Yeah. Oh, I told you about that apartment we rented, right? I told that story. We were in know. this apartment and literally we're renting it in Maple Grove and literally every corner where you turn on the wall is a framed Primus ticket. So this guy had gone to like a hundred Primus shows and mm. then like gotten like, he had Primus posters, all his, his whole house was decorated in Primus stuff. I've, I've never forgot it. It's been in my head. I was just like, what is going on? There's so much Primus in here and nobody else noticed. I was like, this is crazy. 
I read that Les Claypool interviewed or auditioned to be in Metallica after Cliff Burton died, and they said he was actually too good and too weird to Whoa. be in their band, so he That's didn't great. make Metallica. <laughs> That's great. All right, here's another here's another song from 1991. Matt, this one's for you. This is Pearl Jam Evenflow. Oh, very nice. Songs from like butterflies. Jeff. I could I had a little harder time hearing this one, so I gave Rob a separate time where I think it's just just the fretless bass near the end, so we can make sure we heard it. Yep. Yeah, you hear it. Yep. That's Jeff Ammon, is that right, Matt? Yep. Yeah, I think he goes between fretless. I, I think he uses I think he's like one of those guys that plays every type of bass he could possibly play. I think you're right. And so he's got like three or four songs in each album that he just uses a completely different bass. Yeah, I when know. you see him when you see him live, does he switch bases? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean he's you know, like typically you see like the lead guitarist, like when we went to the smashing pump, you can see that Billy Corgan's got 33 different guitars because he's got 33 different songs, and each one is set up you know, for each one. And you can see, you don't typically see that with a bass guitarist, but you know, he's got a, he's got a set sitting back there that he goes and changes out. So I, we, in my day, we called those guys utility infielders because they could, they could, uh, Denny Hawkins. Yeah. They Denny could play, Hawkins they could play every bass. Yeah. Could, yeah. yeah. Uh, there you go. I, one of the greatest bass solos I ever saw was when I went and saw that Prince concert and somebody handed him a bass and he ripped a bass solo and then put it back. And I was like, oh, what? I was like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> play bass rob as a bass player do you hear does it jump out to you when you're listening to albums do you hear it more than like maybe i would or other people would yeah 100 percent. i See, listen and to, i listen I've, to it all I've the never time. played music right and i can rarely hear the bass guitar i have to listen for it like I, I don't know it must be because i don't know what the hell i'm talking about but i cannot hear bass sometime unless i'm really listening to it that's why matt every every he listened to the song elvira Matt was like i don't What's, what's everybody singing for? Yeah. I can't hear that part. What's this pause? Yeah. Why, are we, why are we pausing? <laughs> All right, last song on the list. We're going to go back in time a little bit to 1980. We might have covered this song. I don't know for sure, but this is Kate Bush. The song is Babushka. Whoa. Oh, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. I can't hear it at all. This wasn't on the album we heard, though, right? I don't no. think so, no. No, it wasn't. Yeah. I can hear the friendless bass. But I cannot tell you how many times Kate Bush has come up just like, and I'm like, oh, I know who that is now. I sound smart. Yeah, we're thanks to the podcast. Josh Giblin was the fretless bass player, and it was interesting. They actually had a fretless bass on a lot of Kate Bush's songs, and what they used it for was to like mimic a male voice. So they were always using the fretless bass as like mm -hmm. the male voice uh, yes. counterpart in her songs. So I thought that was really interesting. But Kate Bush, she she once said that uh Joni Mitchell is one of the very few female influences on her. Joni Mitchell stands alone. So obviously Joni Mitchell, big influence on Kate Bush, who's had a big resurrection in the last year or so, right? Right. Popping on the zeitgeist. Russell, that was a top five list. Easy. Great list. Great list, Russell. Great list. Great list. Babushka, babushka. Trying to think of another fretless bass joke, but I just can't. It's just not coming. Uh, song for Sharon. Rob, do you want to work on your, uh, what was it called? The Slippery Neck? Slippery Neck. The old Slippery Neck. <laughs> North Dakota, the there's your spot, Matt. I've actually listened to this album a lot um, because I once read that Prince liked it. So I was like, well, I got to check it out. And once you know that, like not knowing that, you would never make the connection. But 
you can, you, I mean, Prince was a known Joni Mitchell fan, and you can hear, once you know that, you can hear where he borrowed from her phrasing and, and her her mannerisms in terms of vocally. Do you guys, does, Aaron, does your wife, does she listen to a lot of Joni Mitchell or not? Yeah, I mean, yes, I would say in recent years, less so. And definitely this one, like when this one was on, she was like, wait, what? what is this one? So this is not one that she's listened to as much. But um, yeah, definitely listens to a fair amount. What does your son think of her? Um, he kind of dug this one. Um, but he's, you know, what's weird is like now there's they're playing more music at like at his aftercare program at school. So he's more into like what's he going on, on like, the bus. No, or, like the pop music. Like the other day he was like, Dad, play that song Stitches. Or like he'd be like, Can you play that song? Like we'll never ever 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 get back together. So like that stuff he's <laughs> yeah. like discovering now. Like that's what he's about. Oh, lost so yeah. Aaron, he's going on this journey where he's gonna have music taste. You have no idea what's going on. It's a weird right. part of parenting. I'll tell you that right yeah, now. I can't imagine. Can't imagine. Black Crow. Black Crow is talking about her trying to get to her second home on the uh, British Columbia's coast. I love the intro to this song. I know it's so different than the other songs. I thought this sound is so cool. It's more like uh, your flight tonight song. You like? It is. That's what I thought of too. Sounds like Fleetwood Mac too. This, this, I just, I didn't like this song at all. Ron. I don't know. Like, oh. I just didn't feel like it fit in with the album, but. No, it really doesn't. It's very different. And especially like the harmonics, you can hear him playing that on the bass. It's yeah. a little it's a little bass heavy even for me. And you guys know, you guys know I like things a little bass heavy. But that was a little much even for me. Blue Motel Room. I know that you've got all those pretty girls. Talking about getting back with the drummer that she broke up with. Saying, hey, tell all those girls you got German measles. You're hanging out with me. God, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? She says pachyderm. Like what? Rob, do you think you could pick up German measles from a from a Peloton seat in Vegas or no? I, you know what? Actually, you can. Okay. You can. Yeah, that's a fact. I read that on. By the way, I have stopped saying that I see things on TikTok, and I've started just saying I read it in the Times. Nobody cares. Nobody checks it. Source documentation isn't that important. You're no, fine. yeah, the Times has never made a mistake ever. It's 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 the same thing. It's all great. It makes me sound so smart. Refuge of the Roads. I will with affection. Now, this was a song about she visited a Buddhist meditation master in Colorado. And there's a little suspicion. This guy's Wikipedia was pretty good because he was famous for getting very, very drunk and then doing Buddhist monk stuff, like telling you about Dharma and stuff like that. And he once drove a car into a toy store, which oh. I got to admit... Kind of made me laugh. Like, think of a car just blowing into a toy store, just Rubik's Cubes and, like, those paddle games just flying everywhere and hitting little cars. I mean, guys, it's, a, it's one of the funnier places a car can crash if you think about it. <laughs> Rob, I actually forgot to bring this up on Jerry was a race car driver by Primus, but the, the, the that story was about a race car driver who crashes into a telephone pole. It's like if the Macho Man Randy Ooh, Savage yeah. was a race car driver, right? Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> Got heart problems. Going to go on a ride for my Jeep. Hope nothing goes wrong with me and the Mrs. Elizabeth down in Florida. Oh, yeah. God, I had a that's problem. a good impression. You guys know I can't help when you start talking about wrestling. I had a problem come up at a party recently. We had a, we had a Hanukkah makeup party that we were invited to. And this guy sure. shows up wearing a pink Macho Man t-shirt. He's awesome. wearing, wearing a Macho Man t-shirt. So immediately I want to talk wrestling. And it becomes... V- 
clear very quickly that he just liked the T-shirt and is, is not See? a wrestling fan. Yeah. It's, it's like the it's like the video games. I bring up video games and the only thing I can talk about it, it's yeah, not a it good was, look. It wasn't it? Good. Rosie no, came in and said, like, "I liked it more when he was a Macho King." I think yeah. that's kind of an aggressive like, stance to cut. take right that's off a the deep bat. Cut. It's true. That didn't last that long. <laughs> All right, let's get into the rating system. That's a you good joke. You didn't tell him about how the night before on Valentine's Day, how your mega powers exploded, did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did it better. It hurts if I can't do it. It's actually a medical condition. Ooh, please help me out. I see yeah. those jealous eyes, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I've heard my voice. I can't do the rating system. Ms. Elizabeth, I know you're tired. I know you got an early meeting tomorrow. But the doctor <laughs> says if I don't get the bad stuff out, I could get seriously hurt. Rob, who would you have rather dated, Miss Elizabeth or Sensational Queen Sherry? Oh, oh Miss Gary Sherry. Miss Elizabeth, come on. All day. Come on. Oh, uh, yeah. I, the idea of... Rosie, Russell, can you do one impression of Macho Man with blue balls, please? Just for me, please. <laughs> I need, what is, what would you say? Macho Man with blue balls. He's got blue balls. Oh. He wants to get rid of that hot nut. What would he say? Elizabeth, I have to release this tension or I could get severely injured like the atomic leg drop from Hulk Hogan. Yes. <laughs> He's the tension. Oh my God, it's that. so good. It's just the, it's the best Macho Man impression there is. It's so good. No I love it. Listen, listen, this album is coming in hot. Okay. Hot. Everybody was asking me, when are you doing Hajira? When are you doing Hajira? Um, and this album is coming in hot 133 on the list. Here's a okay. question What percentage of your friends do you think have ever heard of this album? And for Aaron, it's 100%, but for the rest of us, 0.0. <laughs> Yeah, I don't listen. Some of these albums we just got to get through, guys. It's just the way it is. It's it's the way that our life has been cast. Okay, yep. Um, I mean, it's the life we chose, or the life that chose us. At one thirty three, is this album a normally fretted bass? It's perfect at one forty three. It's got the perfect amount of frets. It's just the way it should be. It's at one thirty three. If this album, okay, should be up higher on the list, you think it's better? like a fretless bass, okay? You think it's up higher? This album got boned. It should have been higher up on the list. That would be a rolling bone. Or is this album, like something I tried to invent, did not go very well. It's the only fret bass. There's no strings. There's no electronics. It's just frets, okay? It doesn't make any sense, okay? I was like, we're going to the other extreme, okay? It's all fret bass. That would be a rolling groan. You did not like this album, uh, what do you think, Matt? Rolling well toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? One thirty three. Joni Mitchell, Hajira from nineteen seventy six. Uh, we've got four. One, two, three. We got four Joni Mitchell albums on this list. Number three, Blue, came out in seventy one. Number one, Ten, Court and Spark, which mm. obviously we've already done. I, I honestly, guys, had do not remember that we did this this album at one ten. Yep, Court and Spark came out in nineteen seventy four. Hajira comes out uh, early 76 at 133, and then 258 is The Hissing of Summer Lawns at 170 in 1975. I just think this is way too much Joni Mitchell. I can't believe she made this many great albums in, you know, like a four or five year uh, period. Uh, to Rosie's point, we haven't heard Linda Ronstadt yet. We've got so many other great albums coming up. I just think this is too much Joni Mitchell and that this album should be lower on the list, meaning it should have a higher number. So I think it's rolling grown. 
Matt, how could you how could you not remember these Court and Spark episode, which featured the following comedic bits? Okay. <laughs> the, the Alan Jackson, the Alan Jackson Chattahoochee video breakdown. Oh, the video. That's probably, I remember it as the video breakdown episode. I remember it as the Johnny Mitchell court and spark. Rob's classic comedic bit, also known as if men could get implants, how big would they get? Oh, God no. damn. God damn. That was an and episode. This episode if sucks. We, if we move on to Aaron, that episode also featured Aaron buying solar panels from a door-to-door salesman oh who was wow. given figs from his neighbor. Oh, I got an update Thanks. about that. I have an update about that. Oh. What? Next episode. Next episode. <laughs> that was because the song was also about figs that I did. It was about Aaron being run over by, like, overrun yeah. with figs. Yeah. God, that's a good... Guys, you know what? Stop the podcast right now. Go back and listen to that episode. The that other, was actually a good the, one. The other amazing thing was a Matt contribution. It Uh-oh. was the peewee balloon deflating <laughs> of the balloon on people. People, go back and listen to Court and Spark episode. <laughs> We've lost that it, is guys. still one of the funniest <laughs> peewee bits ever. God, that's hilarious. And to think we just were talking about large marge. Time is a flat circle. Russell, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? I I think Joni Mitchell's amazing. Her voice is one of a kind. Like I said earlier, I enjoyed the fretless bass on this. Jocko Pastorius, I learned enjoying or listening to the fretless basses where I could pull the right times. So I, I like listening to the album, but for me, it's it's just not my style of music. There's something, I, I don't want to use the word noodling. I know we've used that term before, but there's something about the vocal style that's Only just Only when not, talking about fish. Only when sure. talking about fish. There, there's something about the, the album that just doesn't really a, appeal to me a whole lot. So I, I think Joni Mitchell's amazing, but for me, I don't think I'll come back and listen to this again. So I'm going to say it's rolling grown. Rolling grown. Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well-toned? Rolling Bone and Rolling Grown. And again, I am thinking about Macho Man with Blue Balls. So something to think about. I like this album a lot. I've listened to it a number of times. I'm not kidding when I compare it to Ghostface and then it's an album that I can put on and I'm not going to understand half of what she's talking about, but I'm still going to enjoy it and let it wash over me. But at the same time, Matt is right. This is a lot of Joni Mitchell in a, in a short stretch on this list. And I don't quite see why we've heard this now ahead of um, several other things that we're about to hear. So as much as I enjoy the album and I would play it all day long and I have, uh, I would give it a rolling groan. Unfortunately, you guys are incorrect. This album, we're correct this time. We are correct. This this album, this gets a a rolling derivation. Okay. Guys, when you're on top, like Joni Mitchell was with this run, she gets bored. She's got to change it up. She's going from folk Joni to jazzy Joni with the help of her friends and a road trip. Guys, should we be doing a road trip now that we've kind of reached our peak creatively? Obviously, like we're going downhill. Everybody knows that that the podcast is getting worse and worse. Let's do a road trip. Matt, a road trip. Let's do some peyote and drive to the desert and record a podcast. That is such a cool idea and nothing could possibly go wrong with that. (laughs) Next up, did you guys hear that the Fugees were making a soup and they forgot, they just had forgot, they had to add one herb. One herb? One time, one time. It's the one score. Time. Of the oh, Fugees. one time. That's a fun album. This will be a fun album. With some children. Great album. Such a good album. But you're just too lazy to look it up. Rolling Groan, I'm calling it already. Tell you what, White Clef jean shorts. Can you guys remind me of that? I think that's a good joke for next week. White Clef jean shorts. Beck did it better.
Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania. I'm going to get all BB oiled up, <laughs> climb to the top rope, and drop my elbow on that old slippery neck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's time to say goodbye. That hurts. Yeah. It's even funnier when you realize that you know Macho Man had the smallest balls. <laughs> Well, he was a baseball player. Makes sense. Rand- oh, you're thinking of Randy Poffo. <laughs> what if you would have yelled at him? What if he was like the 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 Division Three Player of the Year that played at St. Olaf and was getting yelled at by the guys with the cone? What would he have done? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Poffo, you suck. Oh, brother. Yeah. Wait till I get in my Jeep and drive after you. Oh, does anyone else smell toast? Oh, no. <laughs> the good stuff is after Hit the, the dig again. Always, Hit the dig again. Hit it, one more, the, hit it one more time. After the final. There we go. Oh. It's like Valentine's. We could ding twice. Oh. Hit it, hit it once more. So, hit it again. Uh, it's like, yeah, we <laughs> hit it again. Glove hit save. Yeah, <laughs> debut NHL '95 style. Well, that was fun, guys. I gotta say. <laughs>